Good evening, one and all. After three months, I think, last time I looked, three months since we last recorded, uh, we're back. Um, obviously, really exciting news, episode 86. Um, don't know what I'll call it, but it could be called The Clan Are Back because we've had the great news that Clan will be playing in the 2021-22 season in the Elite League. Uh, super exciting. Oof. The biggest, the biggest of big news, really. Stuff that we've been hoping uh, that would happen for a long period of time, and now it is happening. It's the best news since Scotland qualified for the Euros. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's the best news since uh, we started signing players. Um, oh yeah, the, the last, last time. season last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll come to those three. That trio. Uh, but so it was. It was recently announced that. Uh, well, first it was announced. I think that Clan were attending the fixtures meeting, uh, and mm. the the news line there was that if we are able to play, then we wanted to be at the fixtures meeting um, to get a foot in the door, and then it was announced that we would be. We would be playing. Um, I think the season's scheduled to start 25th, 26th September. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot of stuff, I suppose, up in the air with crowds and things. But to know that the clan are going to be playing is is something to really look forward to in a couple of months. Because that's all it is now. I know. It's, it's all going to happen so quickly. Because um, there's obviously a lot that needs done, there's a lot to do before we start the season. But it's really exciting now that it's been confirmed, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was good to see as well, like the kind of the club basically kind of putting that out there. We we're attending the fixtures meeting. Um, I think that got a bit a bit of buzz about the place. Kind of looked as if things were heading in the right direction. Yep. Certainly at that point. No, it, that did. And, and to be fair, the communication recently about the ongoing arena situation has been good. Um, the, the latest on that, I think, is just that talks are still ongoing with, is it Global Mutual? Um, yeah. Yeah. So whatever the outcome of that is, I'm assuming it's going to be positive, given that they've sort of committed to playing now. So uh, to have a team, you're looking probably at some pre-season games, what sort of middle of September maybe. So a mm-hmm. couple of months and fans could be back at the arena. It's what I think everyone wanted after the last year and a half and how stuff's gone. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, um, <clears throat> we're not sure yet on... Uh, capacity news and that kind of thing. I think that's all still to be ironed out, probably in in line with um, whatever the government decides. So, um, but certainly it's a it's a step in the right direction. Things look to be heading that way as well. Um, you know, more things are opening up now, and um, there's you know there's stuff going about just now, but potentially fans having to wear masks um, 
indoors for games. But I mean, if that's if that's what it takes for us to get back, then everybody will be there wearing a mask. Yeah, we've I don't seen... think like, it's not going to it's not going to deter people from going after all last time. No, I don't think so. We've seen news about the football crowds. Um, I think there's like a is that right? There's a, an application process that the club mm. or the league needs to go through the government saying, can we have this many fans? Um, obviously, you've got the indoor aspect, but I, I mean, I would like to think at that point you'll certainly have a, if not everybody, then a good percentage of people in there. Um, and well, there'll be strong arguments for it. That's for sure, based on some of the other things that have been allowed. Uh, so I guess they'll they'll release that when they know. I don't know what the story is with season tickets and things. If there is reduced capacity, then clearly there'll be less chance to get a ticket. But um, it'll be interesting to see what the demand is like after so long. I mean, I think people will still be really wanting to go but personal circumstances and things have changed so um yeah hopefully as many people as possible can can get in there and the club do what they can to get everyone there yeah without a doubt um you know can i've been talking about like vaccine passports and stuff like that um for going abroad and that type of thing but what if they had like a i don't know vaccine Season tickets? No, yeah. rubbish. Va- vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. but it might it, it might be something like that. Certainly there might mm. be a requirement for a negative testing, but at the rate of the vaccinations, I think by that point you'll have, certainly most people have had at least one, I think, um, yeah, I've personally got an appointment for my second one. I know that's kind of off topic, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, uh, so I think a lot of people by that point might have to, whether that will be a requirement. I can't see that necessarily being a requirement, but maybe they might require negative tests. Yeah. Uh, but that's all up in there. There must have been some dialogue between the league and government and the various countries because they couldn't surely couldn't commit to doing as much as they seemingly have without a bit of prior acknowledgement that things will go ahead so yeah stick put a stall in see between between the 50 50 tickets and the shot off the back tickets just plant somebody in there if you've not been vaccinated then no then sure then's your chance yeah it's a, a drop-in clinic uh-huh yeah same thing yeah well it'll be Puck uh, drop-in. <laughs> if obviously if if brayhead become the 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 operator then it will be quite interesting to see what changes in the arena because yeah. you'd like to think there will be improvements i think they'll obviously know things that worked and things that didn't and if they've got a bit more control then you might see some quite cool things happening you might see some 
not so good things based on some some of the <laughs> schemes that Clan have come up with in the past. Uh, certainly, if they start selling those basketball style <laughs> jersey things that they forced Matt Haywood to model, then they'll be lucky if they get. <laughs> They'll be lucky if they get 10 people at the games because they <laughs> I wondered when... Did you see those? <laughs> I wondered when they would come up uh, yeah. on this podcast. But um, no, like, right at the beginning. No, that's good. Um, yeah, they're honking. The same with the, <clears throat> the socky jerseys as well. So the new socky jerseys. Yeah, no, they're not great. The thing is, I, I was thinking I'm going to need to go back a while to try and find them, but I forgot that Clan retweet shop stuff oh, really? sort of on an hourly basis. <laughs> so you've got a, a a cheery looking Matt Haywood modelling what looks like... Uh, oh, <laughs> I can't really even describe how bad it is if you've not seen it. Go and have a look. Uh, the girls one there is is just the sort of white version, isn't it? The reversed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be looking at two or three out of ten in the sockies, maybe not not too much more. But you never know. These are these are things that we're used to with the clan, but maybe uh, with them becoming the 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 operator, then we'll get. A lot of a lot more positive stuff, so can only hope from that point of view. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, really excited to see what kind of stuff they announce from that front in the coming weeks. Um, as well as that, I think was it. It was the day after that they announced, which would be yesterday, they announced a new coach, which I think it took me a wee bit by surprise. Um, Malcolm Cameron, obviously a good name from around these parts, has announced as coach. What were your first impressions when you saw that? First impressions were, I think, a, a bit like what you'd said to me. It kind of gives off a bit of a Neil Lennon style, knows the city type vibe to it, just with the name. Um, but when you look at it, <clears throat> when you look at it further, you know, you see all that he's done and all that he's achieved in his career. Um, you know, fifth highest wins in the East Coast League, um, which is obviously like an incredible achievement. But also, with that league being quite similar to ours, I think that's, um, you know, that's going to be hopefully really good um, for us. He seems to be a guy that's. Uh, you know he's he's been about a bit as well. Um, I think that that part of it maybe concerns me a wee bit. I know you'd said um, he's probably going to be here to to kind of rebuild, and you can talk about that yourself anyway. But I just I'm a bit concerned just looking at his CV and seeing that he's sort of been around loads of leagues, but at different teams and. There's not really been a period where he's uh, had a sustained run um, at one particular team. But that's like, that's me nitpicking really, that's kind of minute. I think you look look at the bigger picture, he's, um, you know, 
all that he's won in his career um, as a as a player before that as well. Um, you know, he's got a whole host of of records. I think he'd said in his interview with Jerry the least uh, amount of losses in an East Coast regular season, with nine losses in a season. That's absolutely incredible. That is unbelievable stuff. Um, generally, from the interview, he seemed quite upbeat. I think he's got a sense of uh, his style of play and the players that he's going to be looking to bring to the club. Um, he talked about in his interview that um, teams are going to know when they've played clan because they've been in a fight and um, you know if if we've got the puck then you have to kill us to take it off. Us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of good a lot of good phrases and stuff like that. Um, and there, he's obviously um, like he said, this would be his thirtieth season in the game as a a player and a coach. So that's <clears throat> you know he's got a huge uh, CV to back it up as well. And he's been um, obviously mainly based in the East Coast League, but he's also uh, recently about Europe as well so he's got um, hopefully some some good connections and uh, you know I, I don't think he'll have a problem with one building a team but also getting in guys that he knows will do a job for us Yeah a, a lot of good a lot of good points there I think for a guy who's still fairly young the amount of games he has coached is impressive. Uh, 401 career wins out of 771 games coached. I'm assuming that's what that means. Uh, is a pretty good record. That's just yeah. what, just over 50%. Um, it's obviously... It, just taking that at face value, it's not like league winning form, but uh, over an extended period, it's pretty consistent. Um, the thing he said about being about various places, yeah, I guess in a way that the the thing that came across to me from him talking was that he'd sort of been fight, uh, firefighting quite a lot of places that he came in. Uh, either starting under new ownership or like a team in a kind of crisis moment that they've brought them in. Um, Mm. I suppose in a way the new ownership or new club starting from scratch is kind of the most relevant to clan. Um, We seem to have had quite a lot of rebuilds recently, but uh, we've got another one here. And his experience with, well, Gareth had said the quote was, um, his experience of coaching and recruitment and contacts, which is a good thing. Uh, You'd like to think all good coaches are, well, coaches that are in this position, this league, doing the hockey operations job need to be good at recruitment because they're doing it and they need good contacts because if they don't 
then the recruitment doesn't follow that. Yeah. So um, certainly won't be short of knowledge of the, the standard of the East Coast League and coaches there. Um, I mean, he was there only two years ago, so I guess he'll still know a lot of the players that are there um, and the sort of level of those. And as you said, the main thing is his heritage in Scotland. <laughs> How many times that's been mentioned? Uh, I don't think it really has should have any bearing at all on the appointment, but it has featured in everything Gareth said as yeah. like the number th- the number three thing is that he's a got Scottish heritage. Now I don't know what advantage that gives you given he's probably not ever really been here. So you don't really know the city, and even if you did, why? You know, it's gonna. <laughs> I don't think it's really any relation to. You know, knowing Glasgow doesn't mean anything about what kind of hockey you want to play. But that's just my opinion. I think, yeah, as you said, a lot of this stuff came across well. Um, I think. Sorry, just on. Yeah, that. yeah, no, carry on because um, I. I think he, from. From the clan's point of view, it's probably looking at guys like that who have heritage, who in a way kind of would be attracted yes. to yeah. the position because of that. That's um, a good point, yeah. And maybe, maybe otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. Because it, of their experience, it's like an extra sort of yeah. pull towards the job, you mean, type thing. Yeah, it, it could be. Um, I think that might, like, if that's kind of what Gareth's alluding to, then fair enough. Um, but yeah, it is just kind of one of those things. And even in the interview, Jerry talking about him like wearing a kilt on the bench and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I do take that point, though. It does feel a bit over the top uh, on occasion with the whole, not even clan, just a Scottish theme, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get the coach first of all, who's going to be playing exciting hockey and and winning games. Um, he did mention, obviously, at the start, we might not have the most skillful team, which well, we can kind of almost accept anything at this point. Not quite being the worst team in the league or whatever by any means, but. The expectations have dropped, but um, you know, his his the impression he gave was will be, and we've heard this. I think we heard this from John Tripp as well. So, I, it's, for me, it's a minimum requirement. But I think he implied, you know, will be the the hardest working team, hardest to beat, which is good. Um, you've also got to want some kind of excitement as well and I'm sure I'm sure it'll bring that uh, as long as if teams are feeling like they've been in a game you know that's what he was saying that it's, it's hard to to get a win against clan then then that's good I, I don't want that to mean that we've got an overly physical and defensive team but yeah uh, that could translate in a number of different ways 
you know, because it depends if, if his recruitment's very good, then, you know, who knows? Who knows what kind of player we could we could get? But he commented about, I think it was his time in uh, Hungary, was it? Is that where he played or was it Romania? Uh, Romania. Romania. Um, where he had a team that sort of played uh, maybe the lowest scoring team, did they say? Uh, yeah, played yeah. quite consistently hard to beat hockey and, and went into the playoffs and did pretty well because they didn't need to adapt their style. Um, yeah. And that's fine, you know, we'll, we'll see. We've got no idea what his teams are going to play like because you've got no evidence of that. It's not quite like football where you can go and look at other footage of teams or games or whatever. You, well, you probably can somewhere, but uh, just got to be open-minded. And I think um, it'll be quite positive. He's, he's got a full team to recruit, which yeah. we'll move on to now, I suppose, the recruitment side of it. Uh, he's maybe started jobs before where a, a few players are hanging about, but we've literally got a full team to recruit in uh, a couple of months. I would like to think he's maybe had possibly a couple of weeks head start on that uh, before the announcement was officially made. Because trying to recruit that many players and getting everything sorted, albeit he seems to have that experience of doing it, which is another good point I'd noted down to make. You know, he has organised everything for some teams before which you'll need to do again. Yeah. I mean, having to bring in 18, 20 players is not easy, especially when you're trying to get quality in as well. Mm-hmm. I think, At, in a way, he's kind of almost got a buy this season. Um, because it's certainly an appointment that I think has kind of I think it's shocked us. I don't. I didn't think we would get someone in of the caliber that he is. Um, so, uh, in a way, though, because of when the announcement's been made and um, you know, kind of everything that's gone on in the last eighteen months, I think to be able to get any team on the ice is is going to be great. Um, I know. I think just with everything that's happened and the sort of limited time that he's got to build a team, um, I think un- unless this season is a complete disaster, then I think you know he will be here um, for you know twenty twenty two as well. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of need to give him a bit a bit of time and um, to try and to try and build something here. Yeah, I think that's what it looks like. We've had apparently rebuild jobs before, but it does look like he'll be given a season to get his foot in the door and, you know, suss everything out. Because it's hard for somebody to come in from having experienced another league for so long to the elite league, albeit I think it's, everyone said it's, possibly the most similar in styles yeah. but there's still a lot of stuff like the league format 
obviously the arena, all the different arenas, how things work. Um, you know, even daft stuff like the refereeing and things like that. It does take a while even for coaches to adapt to that kind of thing. So yeah, a bit of a free hit with the caveat of it not being a total disaster, which I don't expect it to be somebody of that experience. Um, and then, you know, build on bringing in players, trying to get players back that have stood out um, and that kind of thing, because that generally does bring success. Uh, we've seen it in the past for us with certain players. Um, and there may be some that, that did play last year who will be coming back. Obviously, um, the GB guys aside I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, so he's got to assess that. You know, there, there's a lot to do, but he seems like he knows that and he's, he's kind of built for that almost. Yeah, <clears throat> it's interesting to see um, with with the experience that he's had as well, um, and sort of working with a, a host of ex clan players as well. Um, I don't know if you'd seen. I think it was the Glasgow Clan Live tweeting about it. Um, with like, so the the players that he's worked with before, so like Kevin Bergen, um, Ed McGrain. Alex Levitt, Ash Goldie, Joe Rumpel, Matthew Wah, and uh, Corey Cowick. I think it was a, a couple of other ones. Corey Cowick was one. Um, but even just like in that list, you've got guys in there who are like club legends, I guess. Certainly yep. a couple of guys on the on the wall of fame, if that ever comes back. Um so yeah, like he's he's worked with those guys before, so I've got no doubt that he'll um look to build a team of uh, similar ilk to those players, I would suggest. Um he's also worked with Shane Owen, which is interesting mm. from a goaltender point of view. I guess we'll kinda of come on to players and stuff like that, but it's just Yeah. No, those are those are really good points. I mean so he, he has got those connections, I suppose, to the club. Um, it's funny, I think Joe Rumpel was one of the two names he mentioned uh, given that he's, that he's had all those other ties uh, yeah. so nah, he, he certainly he certainly I think will have an eye for a player, there are a lot of endorsements from other players, I saw the, the article with Jeremy Tendler saying he was he enjoyed working with him. He was meticulous, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Riley Emerson, who was at Edinburgh, um, mm-hmm. Adam said he was really good. So, I mean, if you are a decent, decent guy and a decent coach, you, you are going to get. Uh, I think you you are going to leave a good impression with the players. Um, so. The signs are positive from that point of view, I think. Yeah, give them the chance to get some sort of team together and uh, see what we can do. You know, it might, again, just the way the coach sort of surprised us, the recruitment might as well. You know, there might be some yeah. decent names. Um, 
obviously it's all budget dependent and that's why I, I've got reservations that you know there might be a lot of younger guys or um, perhaps those with less experience or or even those um, on the downward end maybe of their career for uh, you know those experienced heads it's hard to tell but it's just it's good to even think about team recruitment now given where we are or where we were yeah the the buzz is back definitely um start looking at potential signings that that we can make and and all that and that's good it's good to have it back yeah i wonder how how much he is going to look for guys that have played in the league before um because that has that has been a theme in the past. Uh, it's it's not the most important thing for sure, but um, it's it's probably good to have maybe one or two names with connections. Uh, but I mean, yeah, whatever. Can it's I just as, talking about it? It's just exciting. Yeah, it's funny as well because that's kind of something that that Gareth was talking about when we were looking for a head coach is they kind of wanted someone that, that knew, the, knew the league set up and kind of how it worked and uh, obviously that wouldn't appear to be the case I don't think he no um, I don't think well no. Cameron it, knows much about the league to be fair but you know no, if it's, it's kind of similar to East Coast style of hockey then I mean the rest yeah. can kind of take care of itself, really. It's not it's not a difficult concept. No, I I, We've I, talked I about that, that before as well. Exactly, yeah. I think the style's more important than... You know, yeah. well, there, there are some things, obviously, you'd have an advantage if you've coached here before, but certainly the format is different, but not, uh, not impossible to get your head around. Um, but, you know, experience of the arenas and stuff and the style is certainly refereeing, things like that. You could you could argue for that. But yeah. th- this, guy will, this guy will know how to adapt. I think you'd be more worried from that point of view for a, a an inexperienced coach, I think, like a sort of John Tripp, where obviously being a top player, but it was one of his first couple of seasons be second or third and coming into a new league different style um i don't think that would be as much of a problem with him say that now and no. make come in and be gone in like <laughs> in two months but uh being positive i think it's i think it seems good and he's keen and he'll he'll hopefully stick around if it if it does go well yeah um definitely uh, it's an opportunity for him um, you know, he, he's said before he's worked in similar situations, um, and yeah, this is a com- complete rebound. So, uh, no, it's definitely it's, it's all exciting. Um, talking about the the roster size in particular, so is it is that a maximum of nineteen players? Is that right? With six Brits and thirteen imports, is that what they've gone for? I think that's what it is. I'm sure I read that somewhere. Right. I did look for it earlier, but I couldn't find it. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That might be right. Um, I mean, it's 
the guys we've got uh, obviously sort of tie into a couple who've moved on, but you would assume um, Haywood and Peacock will be there. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> apart from that, what have we got? Po- possible Gary Russell as a backup goaltender. Um, Jordan McLaughlin. Jordan McLaughlin, um, Liam Stenton. I'd say well. if you if we could sign Liam Stenton, I think he would be. Um, I think he would be really good for us. Yeah, and he obviously had that experience in um, at the what was it even called the Elite Series. Yeah, uh, had a bit of experience there. Um, but from the the other Brit point of view, what what did we have? Um, Chad so Smith. Had... Chad Smith. He won't be back. Uh, Jack Moosel. Jack Moosel. No, nah, I don't see that. Um, Matt Cowlett officially moved on, hasn't he, to... Yeah, uh, to Guilford. Guilford. Um, so it could... There could be some some Salford guys in there, but also possibly some other Brit guys from elsewhere. Uh, we'll have to see, but... Uh, you know, Craig Moore as well, that's another one who moved to Dundee. So, mm. yeah, it's uh, a point we've we have lost a couple. So, it's um, that's the yeah. first thing, you know, quite often, sometimes if you're changing coach, at least you can say, like, right, our, our Brit six or seven, whatever it is, is settled. We just need. 13, yeah. 14 imports, but even that's disrupted now. So, um, you know, it's it is a it is a big job, but I think he'll be I think he'll be up to it. He's not got long, but maybe that will help in a way. He'd said, you know, some guys hold out for contracts and maybe don't get them, so they're still available later in the summer. So, be yeah. hoping for a couple of couple of good ones there. Yeah, he talked to, about um, guys not playing at all last season as well, um, which is quite interesting because you don't you don't necessarily think of that. Um, yeah, I guess you just kind of assume that that guys will just find somewhere to play, but it's, that's obviously not the case. So, um, so yeah, there there could be a there could be a number of players there as well. I don't know if um, if Matthew Wow fits into that category. Um, mm, I thought I saw purely speculation. I thought I'd saw he signed somewhere, but maybe that was just for the um, sort of intermittent season that didn't happen. Oh no, he did. He did play Knoxville Ice Bears. He p- played. Some games, um, but yeah, guys like that, I don't know. You have mm. to see, um, but I, I'd like to think, obviously, you start to see names filter in now as it gets further along, because um, some some of the other clubs, 
who are, who have been at an advantage because they they knew the situation and that they were going to be playing. Uh, the usual suspects have sort of started to make those signings, so um, we've got catching up to do, but it's a good catching up, I think. Yeah, plus the, the, I think they used the was it the same day or the day before that Fife announced that they were um, that they'd be playing in the league as well this season. Um, so they are obviously at the same at the same stage as us. Uh, yeah, they so yeah. they always have that sort of well they won't they thing though. Even if we are, we had the different disruption about will there even be a team? But Fife every year seem to have this debate or rumour about whether they'll actually play in the elite league or not. Mm. Um, but yeah, they are so. Get those uh, another team to to hammer when they come to <laughs> come to Brayhead. Uh, I wonder if I would assume that there'll be no distinction between like home and away fans, or maybe they'll reduce the amount of travelling fans that are allowed. That's I suppose a point. Yeah. Uh, but it might, you know, I don't really see why that would be the case, but. We'll have to see. So, in yeah. end of September it starts, and I'm sure we'll have a. I don't like. I don't know. Will we have the whole Disney or nice thing again? Uh, you know how will that work if we are the arena management as such? Yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting point. I don't I don't know what the um what the immediate plans are for that um, but if the season's starting later then that is perhaps good news if, if that is going to happen because um, I would I would think that that would happen around about the same time as it normally does yeah because that must have made the arena money but then if they're not able to have possibly as many people in then it might not. These kind of things tend to have been cancelled yeah. this year or last, don't they? So this might be the season that we don't have it. And that would definitely help because well, starting yeah. so many games on the road is just... No, it, it just doesn't help. Weirdly helped um, Fitzy's season. It was sort of started well. Yeah, that's right. I suppose you're right, yeah. Um, in general, you, in would, general, no, you would avoid it, though, I think, yeah. wouldn't you? Um, so, we'll, yeah, let's let's see what happens when the, when the recruitment starts. Um, on that point, there have been a lot of, of signings since um, really mid to end of May, I guess. You could mm-hmm. say, guys... Resigning, um, others departing. There was this the series with the four teams this year who brought in a lot of guys from different teams that wouldn't possibly usually play. Um, some of them have stuck around, others have moved on. Um, yeah, I've got the list of player signings and departures in front of me. There's a a lot of names. Um, firstly, those that have moved on from the league. 
I think notably one I had written down was Mike Hammond. Yeah. Moving from Coventry to Hanover in DL3. Now, I don't know too much about that, but to me that's possibly below the level I think he's at. Is that fair? I would completely agree. I would, yeah. Uh, that, that came as a that came as a shock to me. I have to say, um, given that he's that he's had a spell in DEL two before, yes, uh, and that his points per game ratio there was well above one. Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, I guess if it, like depending on what's been offered to him, I guess That's the but, thing, yeah, yeah, it, like. I don't know. I feel like he could certainly, um, you know, do a lot better than um, the third, the third tier in in German hockey. Yeah, as you say, you don't really know it. It could be a case of this is a team that have got ambitions to move up, and they're ob- they obviously will be offering a yeah. good wage package. They have to be because otherwise, why would they? Why would yeah, he be there? Yeah. But it's it's interesting to see what happens there. And obviously he's been in the spotlight with the GB team. Um, so I, I'd have thought he'll be on. He would have been on a lot of teams' radars. So interesting one that. Um, in the same kind of vein, Ben Bounds obviously been had a I think a fairly successful year, other than. The injury he got last year, but played in played for Nottingham. Um, had a 0.904 percent uh, save percentage in Austria last year for the 13 games he played, and he's mm. moved to Slovakia. Um, you know, I think he was he was very good again for GB, and is obviously a top goalie who has found probably his his top level there in some of those European leagues so um, it's quite good again see how he does there but I suspect he'll, he'll be successful because he was really quite impressive towards the end of his spell in the for Nottingham in that series Yeah I was going to say Nottingham won that didn't they? Yeah they did yeah Okay um, I think he, had, he he struggled possibly at the start, but then in the last few games, I seem to remember him playing really well, um, and as well to give him a bit of cut him some slack. He had it was coming back from that injury that meant he missed a lot of time in Austria. So yeah. I think he'll I think he'll do well there in Slovakia. Um, and another one, Tristan Keck, I thought was a standout. We mentioned him before, I believe, last time we recorded at Coventry. Uh, he's moved, another one who's, who's moved to Germany. I thought, um, well, DEL2, I thought he might have been on, possibly a, popped up in a Sheffield or something like that that could maybe offer him a bit more money in the EIHL. Mm. But, um, you know, the DL2 is a good level, I think. He he was impressive, so he'll do well. Um, yeah, yeah, just 
Given he's came out of straight out of NCAA as well. Yeah. Straight out of university hockey to go and play in the elite series is uh, perhaps a bit odd, but you know he's kind of he's taken the chance and come over and um, kind of put put himself in the shop window. I guess I think we kind of spoke about that with him before as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good move for him. I think um, you know we'll kind of see how how he gets on there. Um, but he certainly looks to be like a a top prospect anyway. Yeah, he was a good player. Um, other other Brits, I was just thinking of some transfer news. Uh, Stephen Murphy, Belfast retired. Worth a mention after a very impressive career. Uh, obviously born in Scotland, so worth those extra extra brownie points. But he was he was a great keeper. Um, not really surprised to see he's retired, but best wishes to whatever he goes on to do. He was a good servant, very good servant to Belfast. Probably a, they would probably class him as a legend there. Um, they've brought in Tyler Beskarawani, who they know about and we know about well. Very good keeper. Um, Rob Lakovitz moving from Nottingham, having been there for years, I would say. I don't know the exact amount. Uh, but going to Guildford, which is an interesting one. And another favourite of the podcast, Ben Davis, going back to Cardiff. Uh, I think that's a, a great signing for them. He'll suit their, their style really well. Yeah, it's, it's good to see that he's getting a move like that as well. Um, I think he's deserved it. I think he's um, possibly underrated. Um, over, you know, sort of talking about Brit players, they obviously got that um, that winner in the the World Championships um, last year. But yeah, um, talking about like in the league specific. Um, yeah, he seems to kind of go under the radar a wee bit, so um, it's good to see that he's been given that opportunity um, with Cardiff. And yeah, I think, as you say, you think his style of play will fit in there really well. It's a, it's a good sign. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully it does well, except against us, obviously. Um, Jordan County, I'm just looking at clan-related names now. Uh, Jordan yeah. County going to Guildford as well. Uh, Craig Murray mentioned to Dundee. Matt Cowell at Guildford. Uh, Lyndon Springer as well, just recently announced at Manchester. Uh, put, a lot of fans might be a bit disappointed at that. Uh, you know, I thought, I think we rated him that he did, he did all right overall with us, but. Uh, a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a temper on him and a slight liability from that point of view. Uh, yeah. I, I think we can definitely find an upgrade on him. Um, but going back to a place that he played a couple of years ago, um, and he'll he'll fit in there at that style. Let's be honest, at Manchester. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, yeah. Is that kind of is that kind of player? 
Um, you know, obviously somebody that Fitzy kind of looked at, I guess, from from his own playing career. Um, he obviously likes that that type of player, um, so it kind of made sense to bring him in. Um, but you know, the Infinity also likes that style of player, so um, yeah, he's he's going to fit in there really well. Um, just to kind of quickly cycle back to the Jordan Cooney and Matt Cowlett thing as well, joining Guildford. Is that a case of if you can't beat them, join them? <laughs> it is a great Famously. move, knowing, knowing that w- when they play us again, they will beat us. <laughs> uh, especially with um, John Dunbar and Brett Ferguson back there again. So uh, there'll be some familiar faces. Uh, but who knows, maybe Malky Cameron will be the guy that finally... <laughs> Can consistently break that Guilford curse. The MC himself. Yeah, big, big MC. I, I think it's got to it's got to happen at one point. We can't have a a losing record against them for this many seasons in a row. I, genu- I thought you were going down an, an MC route. Um. Just like I don't know, changing some of the songs. Yeah, like MC like MC Hammer. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff. I like hope that. there is a bit of that. <laughs> Clan fans need to come up with a wee bit of that. Hey, good point. Yeah, a different playlist anyway. Yeah, please. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, they, this has got to be the year we 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 break that duck. Um. Other names I'd, I'd noted down as highlights. Uh, best goal in the league, Matt Ginn, Matt Ginn back at Manchester. Uh, CJ Mott back at Coventry. Mm. We've, we've talked before about getting a good goalie. Um, and the change of coach sort of always gives you that sliver of hope that they might bring in a really good goalie for a change, which let's be honest, we've not really ever had, apart from Kyle Jones and arguably Chris Holt, but that this is, you know, it's so important. So, like, you know CJ Mott's going to be good. You know Beskarawani's going to be good. Uh, whether he's the, the best in the league or not, Matt Ginn is a good goalie. Um, yeah. Nottingham, Kevin Carr did well for them last time. So uh, these guys are all, you know they're going to be at that sort of level. I think we've got to match that as best best as possible. We obviously may not have the budget, but if mm. if we can bring in somebody who, who will be solid and win his games, because I said we've not really had it, um, I see Cardiff brought in Mac Carruth, who I seem to remember his name from before. I don't know if it was a pre-season game one of the teams played or not. But again, you just look at his stats. Top keeper. So I think that's one. If I was to say, if Malcolm Cameron was listening and I was to give him one... (laughs) 
one piece of advice, it'd be please go out and get a, a top keeper. As, as I know he's not trying, he won't be trying to get a bad keeper, but please, please can we get a good keeper for a change? Yeah, the, the, plea, the plea there is desperate. <laughs> with so many, so many tries and so many missed chances. Uh, and it comes back to haunt you, really. At times you think, oh, this guy looks good, but just not get the consistency. And you see what the other teams have. And it's just, you know, five, we've said it before, five consistently bring in a goalie who wins games. Yeah. Uh, Dundee, even Dundee, all teams, in fact, pretty much. That's the thing. Like, we we tend to have a keeper down at the lower end of the goaltending stats, and that needs to change. <laughs> no, I, I, it genuinely is a good point. Uh, Bit of a tangent, but I, I just no, I, t- like, I I would completely agree. I think um, looking at the kind of recruitment strategy that we've had in the last few years um, for goaltending seems to be. Uh, face like face 60 shots a game type <laughs> and I really that's just not uh that's just not a route that we can go down no um, I, I don't i don't care how many shots they faced i just <laughs> wanted to save them all yeah uh-huh. you know what i mean you see yeah, in the, the key, you see yeah. in the, the stanley cup in the nhl yeah the best keepers make a huge difference you've got the two Arguably the two best keepers in the league, Carey Price and um, Vasilevsky. That's his name? Yeah. I think it is. Uh, who, I know, it's, I know it's a different level, but the best goalies win you things. We've got to, yeah. we've got to get that, get that sorted out. Yeah, um, well that, that filters down, that, that, that filters down from the NHL. Mm-hmm. All the way down. That's that is a key uh, component to building a successful team, and I'm sure Mal- I'm sure Malcolm Cameron knows that. Yeah, I'm going to be. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to going to tweet tweet him direct. Tweet the club. Say we've got a message for you to pass on. I if they ever do like a and A, if they do a Q and A thing, I'm going to t- I'm going to make sure he's contacted with that message. Email. Good goalie is a must. Yeah. Um, M C. <laughs> MC at clan, clan ihc dot com. Whatever it is. At Castle Clan or yeah. Uh, Subject. Clan Towers. <laughs> Subject. Good goalie. Um, but no. So that's that's a must for me. See see the other teams bring them in. Um, a couple of other uh, exciting names. I I thought Darcy Murphy played with Belfast. Is back again. I thought he was a. Mm. Really good player. Um, Sheffield bringing back DeLuca and John Armstrong. Um, you sort of know what you're getting there. So, but I think we, we will get there. We'll get there. It's just you see all the other signings and you think mm, we, we've got some catching up to do, but um, it'll all be yeah. fine in the end. So, some a funny name, Matt Register. <laughs> Signing for Cardiff, uh, that is a superb surname, and also uh, 
it was another one of note. Uh, a guy called Taylor Doherty, who's signed for Nottingham. He's a defenseman and he's six foot eight. My God. Which is just absolutely ginormous. You wouldn't miss him. Played in Poland last year. Stick him in goals. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even need to move. He just covers the whole net. Slater, Slater Doggett. Good name. Save for, for Belfast. Um, so yeah, exciting. Let, let's see what happens. Um, but just buzzing to have it back and be able to talk about it again. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. Um, so I'm just I'm just looking at um, Slater Doggett's stats. Two seasons ago, he played um, in the Alps League. Played 44 games and uh, scored 86 points. Yeah, that's in, that's incredible. Two points a game. That is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's a pretty good standard. Um, You'd expect nothing else really from uh, from Belfast. Uh, no, no, of course not. One name that I'd uh, singled out is uh, Alexander Ranger for, <laughs> for Dundee Stars. For Dundee. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, I've told you this, but Rangers, or <laughs> Rangers and Stars go together, apparently, is a thing. So. Yeah, uh, good fit. You know exactly what he's going to be like. Like before, before you even go on his profile. Uh, <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. Well, he's a young winger <laughs> who is not six foot or over. Correct. I know, actually. It's well, close. to be to be fair. Um, he's had quite a lot of experience in East Coast, few American League games as well. So maybe not not as inexperienced as you might immediately think. But uh, he's a guy. Oh, I'm assuming it will be Ranger, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll wait for Pasha to give the correct pronunciation. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think I think you're probably right. But yeah. Oh, wait, see, he's, he's a guy that didn't play last year, um, mm-hmm. so that'll be, that'll be interesting. I think maybe that's what uh, Big Malky was uh, referring to. So, yeah, um, but yeah. If you got like if, if we signed someone like that, we signed anyone really. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. The first thing announcement it will be, it'll be, uh, it'll be Matt Haywood. <laughs> yeah, wearing one of those. Uh, Wearing one of those basketball <laughs> slash socky shockers. <laughs> shocky. Oh, it should be a shocky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it that, really is. That's horrific. That is just. I don't want to see that ever again. If I see anyone wearing them <laughs> in the arena, I'm going to get them sent to the steward's out. office and chucked out. <laughs> Oh, okay. um, yeah, so obviously the excitement about that will hopefully get um, some further recordings as as more news is released. I just to sort of end this, I thought we would have a quick discussion about the 
the recent Euros um, and basically spend five minutes talking about how good it was that England didn't win. Oof. Crisis averted. Think of, think of how long we would have heard um, the fact that they'd won it. It would be absolutely unbearable. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I should know. Obviously, the the stories, the the racism stories, and the other stuff that came out after the game is obviously completely unacceptable. Not what you want to see. But from from the football state side of it, wholly, um, I thought Italy over the. Overall, the whole tournament deserving winners. Uh, England came worryingly close, but right result in the end. A pretty good tournament, I thought, all things considered. Um, the the varying venues was interesting. <laughs> I don't think they'll do that again. Uh, but obviously, yeah. with with different restrictions and stuff, it. It maybe worked out differently to how they had originally planned that, but overall, I thought a uh, pretty good tournament. Some exciting games and incidents. Yeah, it's uh, it was weird having um, games in different countries. It does. It, it just yeah. I don't. I think they acknowledged that after the tournament as well. It didn't work. Um. Given the travel involved for a lot of teams as well, it just yeah, it's not especially in a in a pandemic. It just really didn't make any sense. Um, yeah, but you know the the football itself was was good. Um, some some quality games in there. Um, Hungary being like a a bit of a surprise, I guess. I, I wasn't expecting them to be or to play as well as they did. They definitely. Um, Gave the other the other teams a a game in this uh, group of death. Um, yeah, that that one went back and forward in the last game day. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Quite quite a lot. Um, yeah, they they were a surprise. They're one of those countries though that I think's sort of making a lot of efforts to improve the football inside of things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't surprise me to see them cause a few more upsets, I guess, if you could say that. Certainly the the France result was one of those. Um, but it wouldn't really surprise me to see them do that again. But, yeah, that, that group in particular did, did produce that last game day where I think all the teams were in different situations at different times throughout the night um, and it meant you know you had three or four different potential ties for the last 16 so that's the sort of thing you want unfortunately from a Scotland point of view um, I think just left ourselves with a bit much to do come the game against Croatia expectations were obviously high but Sort of almost with Scotland, you almost forget about who you're playing sometimes. Um, and it was a, a moment of brilliance from Modric. Um, and you maybe look back to that Czech Republic game 
as mm. the missed the missed chance. Yeah, definitely. Um that the Czech Republic game felt like the game that you would expect, if anything, Scotland to come away with some. Um and I think we kinda perhaps underrated them. Um yeah, that, that game in particular was disappointing, but in true Scotland style, um, you know, up up against uh, the the group favourites in England, and um, you know, sort of exceeding expectations. Uh, yeah, and that game and coming away with with a draw um, at Wembley was just incredible. It just it genuinely just felt like a win. Yeah, arguably should have won that game. Yeah, um, I'd seen some some people say that possibly if we'd played if we did the Czech Republic game last, you know it might have helped a bit. Uh, but if, I'm not really sure. I, I think you're you're right where you say we underestimated them a bit. Yeah. Uh, we we played them recently, didn't we? It was that game where yeah we went over there and they they had to play a under twenty one or under eighteen team against us. Um yeah. and then did we play them at Hamden after that? Just before this or was that the second? I can't remember, but we did we possibly beat them. I think we did got, um got point. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean I, I think overall there was a bit of a thought which is kinda mental for us, but that we we could go out there at home and and just get the three points and then pick up a point somewhere else, yeah. but they obviously they obviously had other ideas, um, and that Patrick Schick lob was mm. a great goal. You can't really account for that sometimes, but yeah, disappointing. But the fact we were there hopefully gives us that motivation. Not that we needed it to get to get to the next few. And, and try and progress a bit because the, the team's yeah the team has something and we can we can do it I, I just a tournament just more enjoyable when we're there yeah it is, it is. Um, looking at it overall though um, England didn't be as um, we scored a goal that's literally after the first two games, all I wanted was just a goal, and uh, the the celebrations when when McGregor scored that equaliser against Croatia was uh, was unreal. So, mm-hmm. um, no, a good a good tournament all round um, for for Scotland and for just watching it in general. Um, yeah, high high quality games. Yeah, I've got to. Take some of that momentum from that we just, yeah. just well there was momentum that was kind of killed but take it into the World Cup qualifying yeah against gonna, some against some there. some tough teams uh, Denmark obviously one to note they did really well after the Christian Eriksen thing mm. um, I think he's doing doing all right now which is which is great but. They couldn't quite go over the line against England, uh, but a good side. So 
and obviously been in against Israel, who we play every two weeks. You know, if we can get if we can get qualified from that group, then you know that'd be superb. But it's tough. I'm sure we'll come on to that at some point in the future. But just wanted to sort of overall say how the tournament was enjoyable and. You know, things like that and the hockey being back gives you a distraction from what's been a tough period in general. So, you know, it's it's a good good fun tool to talk about it and stuff. Yeah, without a doubt. And, um, you know, we'd kind of, I think we both were kind of avoiding um, elite prospects for a while there um, just because we didn't, we didn't know there was going to be a club for next season. Um, but you know, having having that going going forward, and uh, you know, sort of getting to know the players that we don't know, and um, yeah, just sort of builds the the buzz up again for for the start of the new season. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll hopefully be, I think, recording again soon um, as we get more news and stuff. Uh, but here's to Here's to the new season and more excitement. And thanks, of course, to anyone who, any of our hardcore fans, have listened to every episode. You know who you are. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been good, and we will we'll be back soon. I think. Yeah, without a doubt. Once once the ball gets gets rolling with recruitment, um, from a clan perspective, we'll be we'll be back. You know where to get all your all your clan hockey news. Absolutely. So, um, cheers again for turn up, and we will be back next time. Uh, so, keep safe and let's let's go, clan. Here we go, 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 go. Yeah, go, go, go. Get rid of the get rid of the basketball tops. That's yeah. it. <laughs> cheers, folks. See you next time.